Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Roadmap, a mini-series that we are running here on Journey Under 30. As always, I am Colin Parker, and you are a listener. Welcome. So, before we hop into it, I want to read to you something from an article that I read today. Uh, I was actually kind of just kind of curious, you know, I... I I like to try to look up podcasting news uh, most days. Uh, sometimes I, I just either don't have the time, or sometimes I actually look up news in a uh, different field. Um, sometimes I'm just uh, basically I want to try and start my day with a little bit of news, a little bit of tidbits, some technique, anything like that that I can find in fields that interest me. Uh, so every now and then, sometimes it's film, sometimes it's music, uh, sometimes it is just kind of like marketing or like even general business. Uh, I just like to try and start my day with like, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of reading in this field uh, because that is something that Kim Kalp uh, has actually recently recommended on, I think it was LinkedIn, but it also could have been Instagram because I follow her now on both. Um, so I don't remember which place I saw her talking about that. So I found an article today from a place that I've never read from before, and I'm going to try and pronounce it. I believe it's Nyman Lab. It's spelled N-I-E-M-A-N. L-A-B, and I'm going to hopefully remember to link this in the description. But today's article says, can Spotify be the one to finally get people listening to short podcasts? Um, And the kind of like sub-headline is, plus ESPN jumps into the daily flagship audio game, the podcast book tour, and more impeachment podcasts. So the kind of like the main story here is that Mina Kimes, I believe is how you pronounce her name, will host ESPN's upcoming daily sports podcast. A senior writer who has also frequently appeared as a contributor on ESPN's various TV properties, Kimes joined ESPN in 2014 following stints at Fortune and Bloomberg News. Uh, She already hosts another podcast for ESPN, which is the Mina Kimes Show featuring Lenny, which will continue production. Uh, And then in parentheses, it does let you know that Lenny, by the way, is her dog. Okay, so it's a multi-year agreement, uh, and it's going to be a narrative-driven approach. Uh, which is definitely common in the daily podcast genre. I get it. Um, and I don't know. It's just very interesting to me because, okay, so I, I really don't know what to say here because basically to me, there are a lot of podcasts that are sort of daily podcasting shows, whether they are news shows or if they are things like, uh, take Newsies Minute, for example. Newsies Minute is a podcast that is here on the Scavengers Network and they release Monday through Friday. Uh, new episodes where each minute, I mean, sorry, each podcast rather, is a look at one minute in the movie Newsies, sorry, in the movie Newsies, which is why it's called Newsies Minute. And the thing is, there are a lot of like minute by minute rewatch things. There are a lot of uh, page by page or chapter by chapter uh, podcasts that release uh, either weekly or Monday through Friday. So... It's very interesting, and I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not as listened uh, listened to as uh, as opposed to other podcasts, but I feel like because I do know people who run shows like that, um, I feel like it's a bigger genre than I expected, and so it was very interesting to see this place kind of try to claim that it's not really listened to at all, or, like, or that it's not as popular, or not nearly as popular, really, I guess is what they're really saying. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just all in the wording. I don't know. Uh, but there's just, there's some other interesting news. Switcher, nope. Stitcher 
begins a hosting platform switchover. So they basically told a lot of podcasters um, that they are moving all their represented shows onto the, I believe it's pronounced Omni. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Omni hosting platform. Um, and so basically their move it, their move is for two specific goals. It's to better align with Midroll's metric reporting with the IAB Podcast Measurement Technical Guidelines 2.0, which is something else that I also uh, looked into after I read that. Uh, and it continues to be the standard many in uh, many in the industry are working to rally advertisers around. Second, it was to uh, it was associated with Midroll's plan to move into full catalog sales, that is selling ads not just on current and future episodes, but use dynamic ad insertion to effectively bundle together inventory from past episodes as well. Now, the reason why I wanted to make sure I brought that up is that that is actually something that uh, that Soundwave already does. Not Soundwave, I'm sorry, Shortwave. I apologize for that. I meant to say Shortwave. I was reading the word sound as I said it. Um, and as we all know, well, maybe you don't all know this, but as I know, I can't read and speak at the same time or vice versa because I say what I'm trying to read. So it's very interesting that they are trying to go for this dynamic content stitching uh, when that is something that shortwave already has, not that other people can't uh, replicate that, but from what I've noticed, it seems like shortwave was the first place to really offer it. Um, I mean, and I did a lot of research back when we first started, you know, publishing shows and looking into what our options were. And when shortwave came around, it seemed to be the only place that did that. So it's very interesting to me that this is something that they are kind of trying to do now. Like, I guess that means that shortwave really has been. Uh, on the front line of this. So that's pretty interesting. Um, and then there's a lot of other really cool uh, announcements and stuff like that in this article. I'm not going to get through all of those because, I mean, again, there's a lot of them. Um, but, you know, also we have uh, other things to talk about. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to do my best here. You know what? As we're talking about it, I'm going to, I'm not going to edit this out. I'm going to leave this all in media res so you can keep me accountable. I have placed this link on my desktop, so there is no excuse for me to not include it in the show notes. There's a lot to read, so you know, check it out if you're interested in those things. And there's also um, a link within that link that takes you to the podcast measurement guidelines uh, set by IAB. Um, so that's also something kind of interesting to look into as well if you're interested in podcast advertising revenue studies. Uh, all right, so with enough literal business and industry talk, why don't we get back to talking about brands? So yesterday we talked about, you know, what is a brand actually and, you know, what are the things that you need? So I wanted to break some of these things down just a little bit more uh, because, I, or not necessarily break it down more, but just kind of do a very quick recap. So defining the brand, you're identifying your core values and purpose. So what products or services do you offer? What are the trends and opportunities in your market? Who are your customers? Who are your competitors? What is your overall value proposition. Um, and then you're essentially going to make sure that you write down your brand drivers. This is a detailed and descriptive um, list of aspects of the brand. It's a list of phrases that you think define uh, you, or sometimes they come from your targeted audience uh, that they either connect to you or that you want them to connect to your brand. Um, and this is actually very interesting because I remember Alex and I sat down and had a very long conversation about branding and things of that nature. God, I want to say like a month ago at this point. 
So Alex and I sat down, uh, and uh, it was like one of the only times that we could sit down and meet. So we couldn't really podcast because we were having lunch out in a public setting while I was on my way to one place and he was on his way to teach. Uh, and so you know, we talked a lot about brand and promising uh, promises, I mean, uh, and what our brand drivers are. And it's it was a very interesting topic. And uh, maybe that's something that I'll make sure that we bring up in the first episode when we come back. Somebody remind me of that. Um, so basically, at the end of the day, you don't brand things. It's just sort of a, a promise that you attach to your company and or to your product. So it's kind of almost not even, I mean, yes, you kind of get to define it, but it's also going to be led a little bit by your targeted audience. Uh, and then you're going to uh, identify the brand personality. Um, so the brand persona is a set of human-like characteristics describing someone who keeps a brand's promise. Um, and the dimensions of a brand personality, which is, again, something that kind of helps maintain your loyal customers, um, it includes things like sincerity, excitement, competence, sophistication. Basically, again, it's just a handful of personality traits that you are also attaching to it. These are things that will help you in like kind of like defining text and uh, like presentation and everything like that of this product that you're branding. Uh, then you're going to position your brand. We talked about that yesterday, expressing the brand identity. Now, expressing it is things like uh, developing a brand's name, creating a visual look, feel for the brand, a total customer experience for the target audience for when they encounter the brand. The brand, uh, or sorry, the name that you select should do the following, reflect value and purpose, create an association with brand persona, be easy to say, and be unique and memorable. Um, obviously, we kind of came up with a name for our company well before we ever heard that, but I would like to think that everything that we do does that. And even if you de don't necessarily reflect the value and purpose, I, uh, I think you get the purpose. I don't necessarily know if you immediately get the value just from our name, uh, but I do think that you definitely get it from our slug that you hear at the end of basically every podcast, which is the Scavengers Network, creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content. And so you hear that all over the place, uh, and obviously with more than just my voice. So that's something that I think we also do to help uh, set the brand up and to uh, to associate with our persona. Uh, okay, communicating the brand internally. So this is something that we've actually ha recently had a pretty long conversation about and it's something that we are working on to uh, improve because it's not that necessarily we were doing it wrong. It's just I feel like we um, weren't doing it necessarily enough. Uh, so identify the internal channels. So it's communicating your brand but through your team and to your team. So essentially, we're training our people. Uh, well, sorry, not our. It's train your people. Train team. Nope. Train your team. Oh God, words are sometimes difficult. Am I right? So you're training your team on what things that you know we're working on. Reinforce like the language that you want to use consistently, uh, and then match that training to the to every employee. Employees need to know the brand promise, connection to values, the drivers, the brand identity. Uh, ways to think, feel, and act. I don't necessarily believe in the last one. Um, I, I think that maybe that last one can be interpreted as make sure that you know their values align with your values. Um, I also understand that sometimes you just have to have a job to have a job. You know, so I I do understand that. But I do think it's important that you know you're not necessarily telling people how to feel. 
and how to think. Um, I think that that's kind of a dangerous, you know, path. And I think that's what a lot of corporate companies do. And I think that's one of the reasons why people have so many issues down the road with things like that. Um, another thing that you can do to help communicate this internally, but that also helps on the external is to select kind of like brand champions or brand ambassadors. Uh, these are employees who represent what a brand stands for, but I also think that those can also be kind of like your top fans as well. Um, people who, you know, obviously I'm not saying that they should drink the Kool-Aid because I don't think that anyone should ever believe that everything everyone does is perfect. Um, I love companies like Rooster Teeth and Maximum Fun very much. However, sometimes they do things that I might not agree with or things that I think that might not be great. And, you know, I will be vocal about those things, as many other people will. But I also trust them to make the right decisions and to do what is best for the company. And also, I have to sometimes realize that all of my values may not necessarily be shared by Rooster Teeth or Maximum Fun. So there may be one thing that I have to just have to go, well, that's just simply something that they're not necessarily concerned about. And so I have to be aware that like they're not going to change all of their content or all their language or whatever just based off of my personal opinion. Uh, <clears throat> but that's, sorry, but my whole point is that I don't necessarily think that they consider me a brand ambassador, but I would be, you know, if they were to ask because I definitely still at the end of the day believe in them and believe in the projects that they work on. Uh, that's all that I was getting at. Um, and then the last thing I think that is important for this is you know creating the brand book. That's a story of the brand and all of the elements that sort of go into that. So that's uh, you know to kind of break down everything that you need. That's over overview of your values, your promise, your drivers, persona, your logo specifications, examples, um, mockups, color palette. Uh, font styles, typography, image and photo guidelines, writing style, tone of voice, and always include examples, of course, of all of these things. Um, and that's actually something that we are working on now. Um, we understand that because we have a lot of online properties and we have a lot of different voices that we specifically definitely want to make sure that they are being true to themselves. Uh, there's a lot of stuff with things like tone of voice and writing style, even image and photograph uh, guidelines that we're kind of being really wax on. And also the font styles and typography is also going to be very dependent on the show as well. So a lot of it really kind of comes down to just really making sure that our overview of values, core promise drivers and persona, uh, and then just sort of like our company's logo stuff is very specific so that, you know, when people go to use it, that it's used properly. Um, but that's sort of the interesting thing about having like a company that's an umbrella to multiple little side, uh, like not side brands, but like individual brands that also then uh, live under another larger brand. So that's kind of an interesting little aspect of what we have going on here and part of our day-to-day -day life. Okay, so communicating the band, nope, communicating the brand externally. So you're going to choose your communication channels. This is something that we've talked about in multiple episodes now. Um, but there's actually an interesting question that got... Um, poised in this section that I've actually never heard before, or at least in context to, you know, choosing your communication channels. And so this is a question that I think a lot of us should be thinking about maybe for the next couple of days. And, you know, maybe you hit me up on Twitter to talk about it. So the question that uh, was very different for me, which uh, sorry, was, why do you want to communicate? 
So I thought that was a very interesting question. Usually it's just the stereotypical, what are you communicating? Who, like, who are you communicating with? You know, how will you communicate? Um, And so then you just express that brand in your digital and social spaces. Using digital channels, uh, ensure consistent look and feel, use the same voice, uh, define who can post and who can't, uh, specify the role of each site, which is something that we are, you know, uh, pretty good at, I think. Um, Although we do basically have kind of an open invitation that basically anyone in the podcast network can post under the main page as long as they are keeping it within the same feel and voice. Um, but you know, obvious, like, and, and also within our own topics and stuff like that, like don't just start go tweeting, live tweeting a sporting event, even though we do have a sports podcast, right? Intentional sounding. You're not going to see us live tweeting, you know, the NBA finals. You know what I mean? That's just not who we are. Uh, okay. And then the last thing that we, we I want to talk to you about in this episode before we finally sign off is measuring your brand performance and value. Uh, is that everything? Yes. Okay. So basically the big thing is you just want to understand your brand's performance. You're measuring the basic awareness of it. You're figuring out how well does your audience understand your brand? How much loyalty is the brand building? That's a really big question. And something that we actually were talking to each other about fairly recently as well. Uh, Branding, there's customer loyalty challenges always, whether it's losing relevance lacking differentiation, lacking consistency. And we talked a little bit yesterday about consistency, didn't we? Um, And the good thing is, is that I think that we're not going to lose relevance anytime soon. Podcasting is pretty popular now, and it's definitely steadily growing. So I can imagine that podcasting will be a good community and a good channel for our content for a very long while. And the good thing is that because we are a podcast network and we are currently at the time of recording this sitting at 20 shows, even though not all of them have aired yet, there are 20 shows on the network and there's so much, uh, so many different topics that you can pick from that I don't think that we're really lacking in differentiation. Uh, There might be a couple of topics that we might be lacking on here and there, like cooking, and that's something that is on my mind, but... Luckily, you know, we still have so many different topics that we do cover that hopefully there is a little bit of something for everybody. Okay, and I know that we are quickly approaching the longest episode of the series so far, but I just figured, why separate this out into three whole days? Let's just kind of get the whole darn thing done. What do you say? So anyway, the last thing that we are basically going to be talking about is just finishing up these measuring your brand performances and values. Let's talk real quick about internal factors to measure. So do the employees or contractors or whoever fully understand the brand? Do they understand the target audience, the customer insights, your drivers? Do they have commitment to the brand as well? Do they want to protect protect, the brand? I do think that that's very hard to find in a lot of corporations, Now, granted, again, I want to point out that I'm not against all corporations. I think there are a lot of good ones out there and a lot of large companies that do good and treat, you know, their their workers and everything like that right. I just also know that I have before worked for a place that I don't think really did. So I also think that you have to kind of be aware that a lot of those things are going to be very dependent, not just about how the brand itself is, but 
how you as a company treat your workers. And of course, there's always things that could come about that will lead to change, whether that is internal change or external. Internal could be things like leadership or acquisition mergers, uh, could just be a strategy change or even a financial downturn. That can lead to a lot of change in a company for sure. Uh, external changes could come from new competitors, new regulations, legal actions against your company or even against you know your industry, uh, bad publicity, consumer trends, which I do think in a way kind of would link to financial downturn, but sometimes things can also be linked. And so then you have to cope with that change. You have to identify your brand steward, you know, kind of a, a, a slightly different take on a brand ambassador, someone who's ensuring consistency. A lot of the times that is a CEO or some other form of senior officer, just someone who is sort of overseeing all this change. You have a brand champion that's usually one from every department. They review the brand performance, and then they recommend ways to improve. So it's kind of like a little extra committee to make sure that everything is on track. Then you're just going to audit everything, make sure everything's good. You create your brand team, um, and that is also separate from your know, marketing and everything like that. That's just something that's going to reinforce that branding. It's going to energize the company, and it's going to keep you moving forward and keeping true to your promises. All right, and that's that's it. You just decide where you're going to focus next, whether that's communications, design, strategy, um, create your development plan, study, always be a learner, read on others, on trends, join branding communities, practice your craft, and keep strong ethical craft as well, of course. Um, and that's all you really need to know about branding, or at least the basics of branding. Um, I do have some other notes on other further like brand management sort of stuff, but we can always come back to that on another day, another week, another time, but same channel. And you know what? That's a really good spot to leave it at. So, as always, I am your host, Colin Parker, and thank you so much for listening to this longer episode of Roadmap. I'll see you tomorrow, and I'll see you on the Forbes. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.